Welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Hello and Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Mark. Nice to see you in person for a change. It is. We've survived another lockdown. We're socially distanced ish um, in, uh, in an unusual setting. Um, do you want to explain where we are? Yeah, well, it's one that we've not used before, and I don't know why we've never even thought of it. But as I said that earlier, you pointed out that it's usually full of shit. But anyway, tonight we've cleared out my attic ahead of our pending house move. And we've it's dawned on us what a great setting for a recording it is. It's actually pretty quiet until my dog starts barking, which could happen at any time. Um, it's quite good. It's a big space. It is a It's a, a really space, big yeah. open space, quite rustic, all the wooden beams. It's a bit like a miniature, a miniature version of, you know, when people get married in barns. Yeah. You could dress this up with some... Twisty lights, whatever, and and yeah, I mean, the, you don't have all the insulation sort of hanging everywhere in a barn, do you? Or the tele aerial, um, and things like that. To be honest with you, yeah, but you've got the beams. You've got the beams. Got That's the beams. Start. Yeah, we've beams. we've got a Christmas tree. It's in a bag, but we've got a Christmas tree and still some boxes of stuff. Having the beams is half the battle, really, for a, for a, that sort of barn it conversion is, wedding it venue. It is, yeah. Um, so I've got a very nice, interesting flag here that I've not shown you. I mean, this is going to mean absolutely fuck all to the listener. I do apologise. Well, what else do they expect from us? Well, exactly. Norwich City FC, first division playoff final, Sunday the 12th of May, 2002. Cardiff. Sponsored by Nationwide. Yeah, it usually sits up here. Um, Which for the listener is, is basically the, the, the far wall. Uh, yeah, basically the far wall, setting the scene. Yes. So anyway, we're here. Um, f- we're here for a Christmas special. Um, last year we did a Christmas special, um, and we actually had beers from the bucket list that were loosely related to Christmas. So we did those. Yeah, very vaguely. This year we don't have that. So um, instead, what I've done is I've treated us to a couple of beers um, that I think are kind of like wintry countries um, that I've, we've never had before. Um, one of them from a country that produced probably one of the worst beers on the list. I think it was in the bottom two. It's, thinking about it's it now, way yeah. down there. Feldschlossen, Feld it was That's called. One, yeah. Fucking awful. From Switzerland. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I found a beer, a Swiss beer, that's going to top that. It can't be difficult. It's not got much to live up to, it has it? It can't be. So I've got us each a bottle of 1936 beer, uh, 4.7%, just for you, um, from Switzerland. Uh, so it's brewed by the Browery Locker, a fifth-generation family brewer in the heart of Switzerland. 330ml bottle. We'll just crack onto that, I think. It's already looking and sounding better than Feldschlossen. Yes. It's got a shit red cap, though. Yeah, but doesn't the the label... um, The label is is kind of basic, like a wine bottle. Do you know what I mean? It's like a... So, like, sort of papery, sort of off-white colour. Yeah. With 1936 sort of scrolled in chiller font. When you've got one of those um, Swiss, like, cuckoo clocks with a Swiss cross backing it mm. um but it's very sparse it looks quite classy and how does it taste it tastes quite classy as well it's a nice bit that certainly hitting the spot more than oh that's Mel's much better did. yeah that's much better where's this from i got it from beers of europe of course i did my christmas order because you know get my stock for christmas you know for christmas 
because generally, well, besides yourself, people people now sort of in the habit of buying me beers for Christmas, but they don't really have as good a handle on what beers I like than than like you do, for example. You'll get one of them boxes with beers of the world in it. Yeah, which has got like Tuborg and or, or or even or like the Marsdens one where you get like. There's oh. British like ales and stuff in a in a. I've been dishing them out throughout the year. That's... I'm sure you've had a few of them. And you know, you know, I I always appreciate a gift, and I'm not ungrateful at all. But I, but you know, now I'm getting beer for Christmas, but I can't trust that the beer I'm going to receive is going to be up my street. So I thought I'd order myself some stuff in, so that no men... matter what, I've got some quality stuff to drink over the festive period. And on that note, men generally do them sort of presents better for each other don't they? you know if they have a better understanding of something of that ilk. mates do family i guess don't have yeah. the same grasp or they don't really care do they they just it's just like oh he likes beer it's a it's, it's that set yeah exactly that yeah it's a it's a sort of um, a spin on the Lynx africa gift set isn't it exactly yeah it's slightly better than the Lynx africa gift set even if it's it's better than Lynx africa gen- yes generally undrinkable yes did you tell the listener where this was imported by and who who i'm and all that uh no i think you did imported by 1936 limited so they must actually they're independently quite a big sort of following over here into mayfair Mayfair. london now that's why this is classy and to be fair this this did cost cost a few quid i mean it was you know this is decent tasting good though isn't it Mm. yeah doing stock on beers of europe if you want to give it a try um lovely stuff so anyway last christmas I gave you my heart. <laughs> Get to that later. Um, last Christmas, we did um, a beer called Snow from China. I mean, this is already better than that. It is. But it got me thinking, because I was listening back to the episode earlier, yep. just to make sure that we don't repeat ourselves. And I'm kind of repeating myself because I'm talking about something that we talked about, how there's a spin on it. Yeah. So at the time of recording, I think we recorded around about some point early December, I'm pretty sure. So late November, early December, around that time. Anyway. Judging by the discussion that we had on Strictly. And the whole, yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing around the beer was, was that I had uh, people that I work with that travelled out to China in November, early November, and got the beer and brought it back for me. So the beer came from China. I drank the beer. And I'm not saying it was the beer, but... About a week after we recorded that episode, I didn't feel well. And when I say I didn't feel well, I was at work. I was just typing away at work. And I started to suddenly feel like a bit flushed and a bit like a bit a bit woozy and whatever. So I got myself home and then I was just totally knackered and was running a high fever. And then I had a dry cough as well. And it, and it and it lasted. I mean, I recovered for Christmas itself. I was okay, but I still had this dry cough for about three to four weeks. So it went all through Christmas and into January, and it was like no phlegm. It wasn't like a cold where like you get like phlegmy and you're bringing out shit out of your face and whatever. It was just a, dr- a dry cough. And even then, before you knew anything, it seemed weird. Yes, it was like a flu, but it was like nothing I'd ever had before. And it, it it wiped me out for about a week. I didn't work for a week. It just wiped me out. I went back to work for a bit before Christmas and I had a bit of Christmas off and then went back sort of January back to normal. And apart from having a cough, I was fine. So when all this coronavirus stuff came out of the woodwork, like a couple of months later, 
I was convinced that I'd had it. Convinced. They'd been to China. They'd come back. One of the two of them was ill as well when they came back. And there's a few people in the office. Yeah, there's a few people in the office that had it. My um, uncle, uh, well, my uncle-in-law, um, uh, does used to help us out with childcare for Little and when, when myself and my wife were working. Anyway, he was really ill not too long after, and I, who I'd been in contact with, so I think I might have given it to him. And he had a cough that he was laid low for ages, and he had a cough that lasted for ages. Wow! So I think it ripped through my family and people at work and etc. And the wider it was, it was doing damage before we even knew what it was. You could probably have just given up with all these lockdowns because you probably had the immunity anyway. Well, they say it only lasts a certain amount of time, doesn't it? They yeah, say, well, they they say your anti- well, they say potentially your antibodies may only last like a few months. That's why people have, have had it more than once. Um, so you know, while you know, touch wood, there's plenty of it. To touch, yeah. <laughs> um, I really hope that light bulb doesn't go out. By the way. You're a bit fucked if it does. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, so, so touch wood, um, I've had my really bad dose of it. And I, I may have had it again since and been asymptomatic and, and it's it's been and gone and I just never knew. But, yeah, just it just made me think that. When I timed it all together, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, I never never brought that up. Snow was involved. So I wonder if if um, if that, that beer and that Christmas special was the, was the beginning of my brush with... Uh, the people that brought it back for us could have been the carriers that brought it to the country. You never know. Patient zero. You never know. I don't think they went to Wuhan. Although not. No, it was Beijing. They flew into Beijing. Or did they go to Wuhan? I don't think they went to Wuhan. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Anyway. Well, well, well. Anyway. Um, thoughts on this beer as you're working your way through? It's very nice. I'd like to see this in some classy bar establishments you like when you go into um, all bar one yeah and they're trying to act like they're posher than it really is yes um generally full of sort of women in the mid 40s and 50s sort of drinking pinot moaning about men and being stressed way to stereotype there that's what all bar one is (laughs) um this would be my equivalent of, of you know, them women, basically. I'd, I'd quite like to sit and sup a few of these in an all-bar one. It's an all-bar one beer. This feels like the sort of beer that if, I'm, if I've taken my wife for a romantic meal um, and she's got, well, she's not really a big wine drinker, she'd have a Prosecco or something or a nice a posh gin, that I would, I would order this to feel a bit posh. Trying to look classy. Look classy. I'm having a beer, but it's a class, you know, but it's, but, you know, it's classy. You'd want it in the bottle. You wouldn't want it um, poured because I think the bottle is the main effect of this beer. It just looks classic. Yeah, if you just poured it into a pint glass, no one would be any the wiser. It's the it's probably the classiest beer that we've had. Yeah, I would say it's the sort of thing like you drink like you drink in a um, I don't know a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. I say Gordon Ramsay restaurant. So he's he's brought out he's brought out a. He's got a new restaurant or something now. He's charging hundred quid for a burger. What's in it? I've no idea. How could it, how can you make a burger worth hundred pound? You'd like to think he was like a, a, a man of the people, wouldn't you? He's not though, is he? No, he's, he's a Tory, isn't he? But but he he 
sort of guy that should know where his roots are. Even if it was like Wagyu beef, like ninja beef, even then, like I could go to, you know, which is one of the most sort of expensive meats. But I go to Iceland, the, the supermarket, not the country. I go to Iceland and I get frozen Wagyu beef burgers for about three or four quid. Are they good? Yeah, they're pretty, if you're not Adam, they are really good. The Morrison's Ultimate Burger um, has bone marrow in it, and that is amazing. That's just, no matter how you cook it, always comes out juicy. And I might have done one of them for you before, I'm not sure. But yeah, but recommend that. Well, perhaps I'll have to have a... Um, Wag- Wagyu's brilliant in a, in a burger. Next summer we could do a burger episode where we could yes. do some yes. different types of burgers. We're going to need to think of extracurricular activity based yeah. on how thin the beers are Yeah, getting. we're going to have to start adapting. We're going to have yeah. to get creative. <laughs> Um, 1936, what do you know about the year? Uh, Hitler's Olympics, 1936. Was it 36 Berlin. or 35? It was 36. 36, yeah, Jesse Owens. Four years, aren't they, yeah. Hitler's Olympics, the big propaganda. God, he must have been so pissed off. Yeah. When Jesse Owens just basically just pissed on all of the white athletes because he was so fucking good. Yeah. And it's like Hitler's whole thing was about like the master race, forgetting that that generally, biologically, black people are generally stronger and more athletic than white people. <laughs> Maybe they'd he... have a, they'd have a better crack at being a master race than we would. Let's just, we're just lucky there's no black Hitler. Oh, could you imagine that? But they'd have they'd have a be- they'd be better equipped than us. I don't doubt it. As long as they don't turn into Adolf Hitler. Yeah, everyone's a winner. Hopefully, hopefully that that doesn't that doesn't happen. But you can't you can't run. Yeah, you know, hundred years from now, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I, I won't be here. So, yeah. Neither, unless there's some sort of advances in science. No, but this episode probably will be. So, if you're listening in, hundred years time, yeah, twenty one, twenty Christmas. Yeah. Happy Christmas to you. Happy Christmas. Um, hope you're well. Yes. Hope there's no black Adolf Hitler. And if you're related to me, um, I love you, I guess, if it's like a great a great relative or a great grandchild. I got quite emotional saying that. But you might not even ever have met them. Or is, is that love by default? I'm, I'm talking about, yeah, family, like like, generation, like generations up further on of my family that I'll never get to meet because I was... It's weird, isn't it? Like, you know, people from... Mid to late eighteen hundreds. In fact, not even that is it. You know, people from eighty, ninety years ago in your family, you never met them, but we can't listen to them speaking like we're able to now. Yeah. Theoretically, you know, down the line, people are going to listen to this and think, "How ancient is that?" Because there's going to be all sorts of new inventions, obviously, and this is just going to be old hat. Yeah. They're like podcasts. <laughs> yeah. There's people that say that now, but you know. But. You know, like we never had the chance to see any videos or listen to voices or anything like that. Yeah, any, true. Any, you know, sort of ancestors. Yeah. You've only really, I suppose to an extent, you only really have memories of certain people as well. Because like when we grew up, we didn't really have readily available recordings like this. Yeah. Um. But I suppose it's only sort of our generation that have, probably going to pass that down really well it's it's we're all we're all leaving a digital footprint aren't we mm. and now now like generations from us onwards now are leaving that digital footprint so there'll always be a bit of us that's out there do you know what confuses me about it doesn't confuse me but it's 
a thing that I find a bit odd, but when you're like in your teens, you know, the thing that was, oh, you're going to go and get the baby photos out when your girlfriend comes around and your mum gets the baby photos out. I'm not really going to have that anymore because Facebook's that full of baby spam. There's going to be no hiding your baby photos anymore. And you'll have the memories every year of like when you took that photo and it'll tell you every yeah, year. Yeah, it'll come up anyway. 40 years ago today. Yeah, so you're going to see what you were like anyway. I came across a picture of myself in the San Siro a few weeks ago. Oh, I'd love to go there. When I was 16, um, which we have discussed on the pod before. Yeah. But anyway, I came across a picture of myself standing in there. Fucking hell, like, there was nothing to me. How thin was I? And I had, it was 2004, I think, proper spiky hair. Like, you know, yeah. like was trendy at the time. Yes. Um, I had braces. I had braces till I was... What time? I think I was 16, 17, I had my braces. And if I remember right, there was a... I'll probably get the word wrong. Is it a blimp? Them, them things with the like the arms that go like that. Oh, the wavy men, the inflatable wavy men. Yeah. No, blimps are f- things that fly oh, in the sky. Like the Boris one. Yeah. Um, yeah, wrong one. But anyway, yeah, the, the wavy men. Yeah. There was one of them in the background. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my picture of two thousand four, and that's pretty much all the sort of pictures I have from back then. We just didn't take pictures all the time. There's not many baby pictures of me floating about. My mum's got a few, I think, but there's hardly there's there's not a lot. There's not there's not much. Do- I know my dad um, had a, a camcorder, and I know he, there's a few like um, home videos and things like we go holiday to Cornwall and stuff like that. And there's one I think of me just running around. I think I must have been about probably about the age my little girl is now. Just running around yelling sausages at the top of my voice. Um, sausages. Which I was just into at the time, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we, we, we're that first generation now that, that's that's going to leave behind this digital footprint that, you know... It's interesting. Whether we like it or not, everyone will know, generations to come will know, like, what knobheads we were. Yeah, I mean, when we get to our sort of dying age, again, which we have discussed recently in the podcast, make sure you listen to all of the, all the episodes that we've recorded. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see by that point how technology's moved on and how old-fashioned this seems because you think to yourself how much more could it sort of be developed but there, there will be developments but like resolution on your screen now is just phenomenal you can you know watch in pretty much HD on your telephone it's only so much sure I can handle as well so they can add they can improve resolutions and stuff and it's in 4K or it's in 8K but you're right, you can only process so much through your eye anyway. So it's about as good as it sort of yeah. needs to be. I mean, you look at the 3D stuff, that was... The, the, they were trying to get it going about 10 years. Well, it's it's chips, chips in your brain's the next thing, isn't it? Computers in your brain. Your yeah. phone is basically going to be in your brain. So you won't need it. That's the future. You don't have a physical device like we're now talking into a phone. People aren't going to want that, though, are they? Well, our... There'll, there'll be there'll be pushback. There'll be pushback. But that I t- uh, that I, that will now nanotechnology and you know chips and things like that. Smart you know smart people in terms of having you know people that have um, um, computerized enhancements, whether that's you know brain or, or whatever. That that will be that will be the future. Call it now. I was just going to say. Going back, sorry, 84 years, what do you think of the beer? Because I finished mine. Oh, yeah, oh, bloody hell. Um, I, I've really enjoyed this. Um, weirdly, barbecue beer, um, it's probably a bit too hoity-toity. It is for one of our barbecues. But Ambassador, yeah. 
Oh, I mean, yes. it's Swiss for one, which is which is right up the ambassador street because it is yeah. shady money people, neutrality sort of type of country that's not you know, it's like a cold weather Monte Carlo, um, <laughs> where anything goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is. I can't think of a better beer to drink while being euthanized. What better <laughs> strap line could they wish for? Yeah. Speaking of Monte Carlo, while we're on it, go on. Did you know there is a rule that if you live there, um, you're monarchy, monogasque, is it? Whatever it is, anyway. Yeah. You're not allowed to frequent the casinos there. So if you live there, you can't gamble. Well, yeah, basically. I know this because I was watching the chase last week, and it was one of the questions: in which country is it basically illegal to gamble if you live there? Uh, Monaco was one. Uh, Monte Carlo was one of them, and then there was. Um, I think it was Morocco was another one, which was my assumption, and then there was another couple, um, and it was Monte Carlo. How bizarre is that? So all the rich F one drivers and people who were tax dodging, yeah, can't go and gamble there. How weird is that? That's really odd, isn't it? Just you think they'd want them there to whack all the money into the place because they're not making any tax out of them. Yeah. So what are they at? What is the government there getting from its residents? My work has a um, has like a monthly newsletter thing, and in the newsletter they they um, they do these little things where they ask questions. Someone new starts in the business, and they ask them like um, a set of like ten questions. <laughs> They're the same like templated questions for everyone. Anyway, this guy I won't, I won't say his name. Not really matters, but um, his position is was was in in the in the business group. He's head of risk. <laughs> head of risk. And one of the questions was. Um, what is your happy place? His answer was Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that makes sense. So is he a risk taker then, or is he not? I mean, is his job as Does head he of know... risk, yeah. is he supposed to be avoiding risk? Is he supposed to be taking risks on the company's behalf? I'm guessing not. It's avoiding risks for the company. Anyway. So just he goes to Las Vegas, that... does he know how to control it? Or maybe he's a card counter. Does he go with a budget? Or, I don't know. Wow, it just it just made me chuckle. <laughs> um, right, uh, so you know we've had a bit of a year, um, but during that year we've managed to get through quite a few beers on our bucket list. Oh yes, we have. And I wanted to just sort of take a few minutes before we get into the to the second beer. We did an end of season one last time. Didn't we, we did an awards thing in yes, June. Did, you're right. And that was kind of a was that June? That was June. Christ. We did that. So that was like an awards ceremony, fake ceremony that we yes. did where we gave different awards different beers so um our, our sort of top overall beer was was Stiegel from austria but um but we'd actually technically we drank and reviewed that last year yeah so what i want to do is i want to um you know maybe you you pick one i pick one um a beer that you've had this year reviewed this year off the list that has been your favorite my favorite yeah rather. your favorite how many of these are we going to do should we mention a few well, I, I've got three down here that stood out for me. Um, one of them, I think, is the one that you would pick. So I'll let you go first and tell me the one that really stood out for you. Yeah. And then I and I'll I'll go with one of mine, and then yeah. and then maybe there might be a third. You know, if there's another one you've got, you want to give a shout out to then. then Brilliant. Right. So I'm just having a look through the list, but without even seeing it on here yet. Clearly, my first top beer since that award ceremony has got to be Cubanero. Mm. Um, Cubanero Fuerte. From... I think that's our highest ranking beer, isn't it? This 
series. For this, for this, yeah, this year, I think that's that's. I, yeah, I think it is. I yeah, don't think we've had any other nines, have we? It's up there. I think we've had some that have come close, eight and a half and nines. I think, um, even though we'd had it last year, first before we reviewed it, mm. Pinano from Tahiti got a high ranking. Yes, it did. Yeah, that got a big one, but we but that doesn't count. Banks, I gave a big one. Brains from Wales. I think we did that at the start of the year. Yeah. We technically drank it the year before, so I don't really include that. Um, yeah, I mean, Cuban Aero for me is by far and away the best one. I've still got one can of that left. It was good. I'm going to have it when we move out at the weekend. I just loved that it was distinctive. It was, it, what, what I liked about it was that it felt, you know, the, the best beers that we do on this one, it's not sometimes, you know, the... the the taste is one thing, but it's also it's that beer having a clear identity. It feels like it has an identity or a connection with the country that it's from. It made me feel like I was in Cuba. And it felt it, it, yeah. it took you there. Um, You're right. Maybe it was the music. Maybe it was the uh, the the Gibson Brothers. Um, I was playing in the background, but but it did. You know, drinking it, um, you know, experiencing that beer really made transported me. Made me want to go there. Made made me really feel that culture. Um, and that was one I really enjoyed drinking and the whole episode and, and, and researching it. Really enjoyed Cuba. Um, it was I was really looking forward to it. And that was one of the ones that was sort of top of my lists to get hold of right from the start. And I was yeah. worried that it was going to disappoint me. But it didn't. No, it was it great. It really didn't. That was my biggest issue with that. One, it didn't. It was brilliant. One I wanted to give a shout out to, um, which is one of the ones that... Um, I, I, I don't know if we even got to drink whether we had to share a bottle or it was a bottle each but there's only small bottles like this really that we're drinking now and I felt like when, I, when I'd finished it it left me wanting more and that was Jewel Brew from the Gambia yes I remember that Yeah. Um, it was earlier on in the year I think it was about February time that we did it but um, but again terrific I beer I don't know summer Jewel Brew no I it was hope. earlier I'm sure it was convinced I it was earlier I got that from a friend of a friend who went to the must have been last summer that I got over that. You had it and you sat on it because it, it was a while before we actually got around to drinking friend it. Friend of a friend I went to the darts in Blackpool with and that can't be this year because we've not done anything. Yeah. So that was summer 2019 I got that bottle. But we didn't drink it. The episode came out in Feb. Right, okay. So we didn't drink it for a while. Right. Um, I think at that point we had a lot of beer stacked up and we were basing it. We were, we were drinking them based on expiry dates. Yeah, to we, review, don't review them. we don't have that anymore no because it's still <laughs> on the ground but back then we were sport for choice and what we could drink um yeah again great example of a beer from a country that i knew nothing about um and the beer was a great representation of that country yeah distinctive flavor presentation again it's the kind of beer that you just that, that, that makes this whole thing worthwhile where it's where you get to learn about a country that you knew nothing about and a really interesting beer distinctive beer um, that tastes great, that you know you're probably never, ever going to get the chance to drink that beer again. And I, and I don't know if the rumour's true, but is it that they don't make it anymore? Is that right? Is I'm the brewery sure shut down? I'm across that fact, yeah, which is not good, is it? Not good, especially for other other, other friends who are trying to do what, what we're doing on, on this um, this quest. But again, it was one of those things that as soon as I'd finished it, I felt like, oh, I could have drunk another three or four of them. Yeah. And I may I may never get to drink it ever again. So it's all a bit of sweet, but... but but one I really, really enjoyed. Um, and we gave that one a high rating, didn't we? 
I think that might have that been That was an eight, nine. eight and a half. I think you gave that a nine. That you went bigger. I think I might have gone eight and we went eight and a half. I think you preferred it to me, actually. I could be wrong, but I might I don't have know. I, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was It was a, a good, good bit. Very it was good a really bit. good one. Can um, I throw another one in? Yeah, go on. Old Ethan, Finland. That, that was the other one I was going to mention. That, that's one that's gone under the radar a little bit. We've yes. not talked about it so much because... No. In fact, I don't know why, but it's a phenomenal beer, that one. It was great. It really was. There's another one that I felt like I was part of the country because the the research, I think, really came together on that one. And There was it, a nice story behind that as well with how we got the beer. Yeah. I think that was one of the first ones that we sort of got other people involved with. And yeah. It had a nice little community feel about the, it. The Finnish Canaries. Yeah. Um, hugely grateful to them for yeah, helping us out. Definitely. Fantastic beer. And when I first contacted him, he was like, why do you want that? As though to say, you know, like, that's that's the shit of Finland. Yeah. But it's not. It was a brilliant beer. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal beer. It really was. I really, really enjoyed that. And if I remember right, that was one of our best episodes. You know, sort of listening back to Yeah, that was a good one, that. Yeah, I think that was, that was, that was, that was one of the ones that when... Sometimes I listen back to some of it and I do, I do cringe a bit. So God knows what the listeners think. But um, but that Finland one though was was um, series two episode three sweaty whoppers sweaty whoppers yeah yeah that was a good one that yeah um I need to do something about the way we admin here about how I um title these episodes because the formats all over the place at the moment with our numbering and naming them <laughs> so I need to I need to get mad around that and maybe go yeah. through I'll go just through it out they're all sort of countries at the moment oh it's one. gone all over the place now yeah I'm just <laughs> I'm just throwing shit at wall and seeing it sticks um. Yes. Any others? I've got one more for you. Well, that, those were the, my main three. So the Cubanero, Olvi, and and Jewel Brew were my top. Were my top three. I've got one more. There was one other that probably just outside of that, which you might name now. Go on, what was it? Gel and Peeva. Yeah, that Syria. was just not quite at that level, but it was it was a good one. I did enjoy that one. Yeah, it was upper middle in beer. That one was. of the best best of the Balkan beers. We've had plenty of oh, them by a long way. Yeah. We've had plenty of them and with mixed with mixed results, and that was I think that's definitely the. The best of those. That was another really good episode as well. We also covered Brahma of Brazil, which was shockingly oh, bad. Oh god! You know that is something we will definitely do next. We're gonna we're gonna redo Brazil, and we're gonna do Brahma Chop. We're gonna do the proper Brahma from Brazil, and we're gonna make an effort to do that. Right. Whether we make it extracurricular or we just redo Brazil, don't care. We're gonna do it because that that is no. I just that's not any representation of the country. No, it was shocking. That was man. a massive. You know, you can't just. We can't really say it's a we're a global beer podcast and then drink a Brazilian beer that was brewed in Luton. Yeah, I agree. It just it's you know we owe it to our ourselves. What and about the audience? What about worst beers that we've done this year? The worst what this year? Yeah. The worst. Oh God. Uh oh. Caught me off guard there because some of the ones I think about that were really terrible were last year. In Brahma, it's got to be up there. Bra- right yeah, Brahma, but then we've had Brahma loads. Yeah. So that's that's a known quantity. It's a King bad Fisher, one. I mean, Kingfisher's all right, but it's boring to us, isn't it? It's just a supermarket. It's fine. Beer, really. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but again, those are ones we've had before. It's ones that that we were sort of first time trying that were what was bad. Barbican we've had. I mean, that was just Yeah, pointless, and really. does it count? Well, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to count that, really, as a proper, is, proper yeah. one, isn't it? Um Mythos was done this year. That was same oh, episode yeah, as Chingis. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, oh, shocking. Yeah, uh, Zeus was the same was Mythos is worse though. Yes, it was. You're right. In fact, I'm just going to call it now. I'm just going to say it's Mythos because I don't think anything else would have. 
than as bad as that. Yeah. The Swiss that fell to Lawson was last year. It was, you're right. Um, this year kicked off with Red Horse from the Philippines. Love that one. And uh, Keo from Cyprus. That was the first episode. Yeah. Kamusta. Yeah. I would have given Red Horse a shout, but we had it. We had it last. Uh, we'd had it last year before anyone we'd scratched off the off the map. So. Yeah. It's strongest beer I've had so far, seven something percent. Yeah, it? I will go back to that because I do like that one. Yeah. I will go back to it. Mm. Um. Right, should we crack over the next beer? I think we should. So the next beer I've got, as we're already half hour into this episode, it's probably going to be an hour long special. So strap yourselves in, listener. Um, this one is from Germany, and this is a beer I've never had before from the Schenkerle, um Brewery. It looks German. Yes, where <laughs> it is. Um, and this is a Hell's uh, Schenkerle Lager beer. So obviously a Hell's Lager. Um, 4.3%. We're drinking a half litre bottle. Um, so this is from the Schenkerle Brewery. I'll read you the blurb, uh, blurb from the back if you want while you tell you, so what you crack that open and start drinking it and I'll, uh, and I'll describe it. The, uh, Dig out the bottle. The back of the label for the listener. Do it in my... Uh, Radio Voice. Helsch and Curler Lager is brewed with the finest Bavarian aroma hops and lagered in the 14th century beer cellars underneath the Schenkerle Brewery and Maltings. It is boiled in the same copper kettles and bottom fermented by the same yeast as the classic Echt and Curler Rausch beer. Its subtle ah. smokiness, hence, makes the Schenkerle style a unique representative of the traditional lager, German lager beer type Hells. I fucked that up at the end there. That straight away is a barbecue beer. Yeah. Wait till you taste that. Yeah. Now this is different. It's excitingly different. It, it had when I when I when I bought this beer. It had wow. me smoky because I thought, well, that, this is going to be different. The sort of thing you'd have, like a Christmas market type beer. Yeah. You know when you go to Manchester Christmas markets and it's still full of Heineken. Oh wow. Yeah. Still full of Heineken and stuff like that. That's amazing. This is what they need to be selling. Wow. It smells like frazzles. Yes. Smell it. It does. When it was frothing over when I first opened it, I smelt it. I smelt the smoke then. That's incredible. Now that is different. That's a taste sensation. Mmm. It's like drinking your beer and having your snack, your bar snack at the same time. It is. I don't even like frazzles, but it does taste them and I do like it. You don't have frazzles? No. I don't really like bacon-flavoured things. But obviously you like bacon. Well, clearly I do, yeah. I like bacon-flavoured things I have an issue with. Like, you know them chicken and bacon sandwich fillers you get? Yeah. It's like fake bacon, but it'll have sort of bacon flavouring. It's just flavouring, I just don't like it. Um, Bacon crisps, smoky bacon, don't like them. But they don't taste like bacon, do they, really? Well, that's, that's... Problem. Part of the problem. Yeah, I could see a point on that. Um, and therefore, frazzles, same issue. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of like, smells like frazzles, and the taste. Oh, God. That is different in a nice way. It is like, it's proper like a. The best way to describe it, it is like a German market, isn't it? It's mm. like, a, it makes you feel, it, it, the aromas, the smokiness, is, is in the smell and the taste. So it's almost like a. Imagine yourself, and you stood there in a in a German Christmas market, and you've got a beer in one hand, and the other you've got a bratwurst, oh. and it's like the bratwurst has been, you know, coated in frazzles, liquidized into <laughs> your beer, and you're drinking it in one go, and it's amazing. 
Like, you'd think that would be horrible, but it's amazing. This is fantastic. I can't do it justice. It's one of the most interesting beers I've ever had in my, in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying best, but I, I've never had anything like this. I can even taste the frazzle now. I've not drank any for a, a good minute. I can even taste the frazzle now. Historic smoked beer brewery. I mean, who even comes up with that idea? The Germans, bless it's a, it's a hell hell's beer, isn't it? Hellers, um, although you can't really taste well the beer, really. To be honest with it, it's it's um, I can see why the percentage is low because a lot of the flavour is made up by by is the method more than the obviously the alcohol content. The flavour yeah. is coming from that smokiness. That's the dominant flavour. Poured in the same copper kettles and bottom fermented by the same yeast as the H. Slinkirler of beer. Amazing. So while we're drinking that, I, I was I had an idea, um, the the other uh, the other day, I was thinking about ideas for the show, and I came up with a segment called um, Desert Island Gifts, <laughs> which if if I was a better producer, I would have some sort of jingle on it. Desert Island Gifts, or something like that. Well, I've done it now, anyway. Um, so, here's the scenario. Um, and what I want you to do is... Um, you know, like, you have, like, three things you take to a desert island? Yeah. Well, this is Desert Island Gifts. So, it's essentially um, three things um, we would give each other Yeah. on a desert island. Now, I think we set up some basic ground rules. So... We want to exclude things like the obvious, like, you know, a Swiss Army knife or whatever, or a machete, because you're going to have your basic tools of survival already catered for. You've made yourself a makeshift hut. You've got somewhere to sleep. You've got your basic tools for... You're quite content where you are. You can live. What, what, what are you like, Tom to Hanks in Castaway, yeah? You're at the stage where you've managed to create the facilities around yourself to maintain... Albeit a low quality of life, a a survival quality of life, quality. a simple right. quality. So yeah. you, you're there, you've got your beach ball, Wilson, um, whatever, and, and you and you can eat. You you you. What I mean, what are you hoping to achieve? Like, if I'm giving you these gifts, are you hoping to get away from the place, or are you quite happy to live there? Um, do you want to improve your quality of life, or are you just quite happy to just you know? It's just things while nice I'm there. I'm there. Frampton's for... Desert Island, and you're quite happy where you are. I'm there for as long as I'm there, and it's three gifts that that, that I want you to think of that you would give me to uh, improve my, uh, you know, to, I don't know, cheer me up or to improve my experience on the island, and vice versa. I'll do that for you right? Um, as well. Um, if you need some time to think about that. I've got a couple of good ideas going through my head at the moment. Do you want a couple of minutes to, to, for that to percolate um, while I... Dis yeah, discuss yeah, something else. Yeah, go on. So, um, twenty twenty has been uh, a shit year for a lot of people. It has, but it's been kind of a good year for some. And bear with me on this, because I'm gonna I'm gonna be d d d sort of delving into some iffy territory here. <laughs> but I think it's been a good year for black people. Okay. Hear me out. <laughs> So the Millwall fans are going to love this. Well, at this very well, second, anyway. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> so, 
the whole Black Lives Matter thing, you know, uh, came out of something really awful. Obviously, the the uh, did you did you see the video George George Floyd? Have you actually yeah, seen it? Dreadful. Grim, awful, awful. But the catalyst of that, obviously, was this, was this movement where, um, you know, and not not just black, but but people across all forms of society, it sort of held a microscope up to, you know, the the inequality over obviously hundreds of years, particularly in America, shine a light on that. But obviously, now that um this movement sort of came up where it was really about demanding respect demanding um more of an equal footing and that you know things that we take for granted you know i mean i as me as a, as a middle class white guy um have absolutely no um authority on this whatsoever shearing brewery talking about it but um <laughs> but it, it it's kind of allowed uh, discussions to take place where people are now becoming educated, the those who want to be, are kind of looking at things down a different light and seeing things in a perspective that, particularly white people, that they haven't really previously had, um, which I think has been really good. It, it's it, The negativity has been the fact that obviously certain sections of media have used that to kind of twist it a little bit and make it kind of a paint and that paint a paint a plant a seed in people's head or white people's heads particularly in this country the the whole all lives matter thing which while all lives matter makes makes sense logically as as a as a phrase the meaning behind that is murkier because all that's really there to do is to kind of take away the focus from what Black Lives Matter is about, um, and to try to dilute that, to, to, to dilute that cause and that and that um, that debate. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I thought because I, I not knowing anything about it, I thought I'd learn about Kwanzaa, because I just assumed that Kwanzaa was Black Christmas. I've never even heard of it. So I've I've heard of it, but I didn't really know what it was. So I thought I'm going to learn about Kwanzaa, um, which I hope I'm saying it right. So I was going to give you like a Kwanzaa quiz, but you're not going to get anything right because you don't even know what it is. No. So um, Kwanzaa is like a, um, a like a cultural celebration. Um, I thought it was an African thing. And it kind of is, but it's actually was born in America in the mid 60s. Right. So the idea is, is that um, for, it's for Af- it was mainly for African Americans, who obviously uh, or Africans that don't live in Africa, as a way and means of reconnecting with their culture and celebrating their culture. With that, when they can't, when they're not in that, when they're not still rooted in that in that place. Okay. So the idea behind it was, um, it's not a substitute for Christmas or anything like that. It's like an uh, an in addition to. So Kwanzaa doesn't actually start until Boxing Day. So, um, so Christmas is 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 what it is. It's totally unaffected. And then on the twenty sixth, on what what would be our Boxing Day, is when Kwanzaa starts, and it's a seven day, um, like event. Celebration. Celebration. There's no religious ties to it, so it doesn't matter what religion you are. Good. 
all it all it's about is basically for uh, specifically African Americans, but you could be from any culture and technically celebrate it. You're celebrating your heritage, right? Heritage and, and all yeah. of this, but but primarily it's it was it's for African Americans, and then um, you have it's not things like you don't give gifts because Christmas is for that. You do like a you have like a a thing where you praise an ancestor, so it could be someone. Um, you know, who's, who's passed on or, or whatever, and you will drink to that person and you'll say something, you'll praise that. Like people are going to be doing to us in twenty one twenty, Potentially. Listening to this. Potentially. I'm, I'm, getting, my, I'm getting my family on Kwanzaa. <laughs> um, and then uh, you have um, like a Kwanzaa candle. Um, a quandle. It's not, it's not what they call it. Um, it's like a can, you know, like the candle bridges that you see around yeah, Christmas time. It's like their own version of that. And do you remember when we did Kenya, the Kenyan beer? Yeah, Tosca. Yeah, and the whole thing about the Kenyan flag and the different colours and what they represent. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a black candle in the middle that represents the people. You've got three red candles that represent the blood, and then the three green candles that represent bland, uh, bland land. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like how the the how the Kenyan flag was was broken yeah, up and yeah. what that represents. So each day they light a candle, and the uh, each day a candle signifies a different thing. So one day will be about unity, another day will be about um, um, economic. One of them is like e- economic um, sharing, whatever. So that's where you would say you would give to the poor, or you would help the needy, or whatever. Yeah. And others where you just celebrate your culture and ones where you celebrate your faith, whatever that is. So each day, one is like your purpose and things. So it's all, all the, each day is designed around a particular um, way, a particular sort of aspect of your life or how you live. Which I thought was really interesting. Nothing. I've not really got anything funny to say I've about it. I've never really heard of it. I just, I did, I, I just, I just thought it was Black Christmas, and I was totally wrong. It's just this like this nice little thing that they created. That's... Why is it not celebrated more? Well, I don't know how much I don't know how much it gets celebrated because I don't I, I I don't know much about it beyond what I researched this afternoon, um, before I came here because I just thought, oh, you know, everyone knows about Christmas, the story of Christmas, and I just thought, well, what about Black Christmas? But it's not Black Christmas at all. It's something totally different. But I quite like that idea. I like that idea that it doesn't. It doesn't discriminate any faith. It's not about ramming any particular message down its throat. It's a celebration of life and culture and, and and all the sort of key ingredients that should make up a decent human, wherever you're from. You could apply, there are, there are principles of Kwanzaa you could apply to any belief system, any culture, any race. It just so happens that it happens to be for Africa, primarily for African Americans. I like it, but I just I thought I, I thought it was really cool. I thought you know what, what? We can take from that, as man. an ignorant as an ignorant um, middle class white man, mm. um, I came out of that going, ah, oh, that's 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 decent. It felt like you learned something. There I learned today, something there, yeah. and I just thought, oh, you know what? If I were if if I lived in America and I had you know, African American neighbours or whatever, then I would, I'd oh, probably want to stick my neck in and get a bit involved in that and be like, oh, yeah, that looks decent. Room for one more. And I hope people do. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's... I just thought it was a bit interesting and probably like worth, worth shining a light yeah, on. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I feel like I've now learned something today as well. Yeah. And you've saved me the Google in this afternoon. Yeah. I like it. There's a nice... There's a thing on YouTube um, that's like some sort of Disney animation thing. Um, 
where one of the one of the people was voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. He doesn't swear because it's Disney. Um, that like does a really nice way of explaining it for like kids and stuff. And I just thought that's that's decent. That's probably the sort of thing that I need to be fair. It's our level. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely our level. Yeah. Watching that. Anyway, Desert Island Gifts. Are, are, are we assuming that you don't need like your wife and daughter here? No people. No people. Right, okay. Even Mo Salah. No, not even Mo Salah. Right, nothing well, like yeah, nothing like as as funny as it would be. You know, I'm not not a physical person, so it's not like you know. Don't give me like a a tip bank from Helen Mirren or something. You know, give me. Or Kelly Brook. Now Kel- you'd be tempted by that. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I think Mirren's tits would be just as effective. Do you reckon? Kelly Brook's packed on a bit of weight recently, though, hasn't she? Suits her though. I think it suits her. She's always been the type she's, that she's, was going to happen. She's always been a bonny yeah. lass. She has been, yes. Um, how long are you going to be there is my other quick question as well. Oh, just say, I don't know. I've been there three months. I'm going to be there for probably another six. Right, okay. So my first delivery that's going to arrive with you is um, a pallet's worth. Let's keep you going for the six month of Steagle beer. Okay. Because you're sitting on the beach. Yep. Um, in your rara skirt, you know, like you know, oh, like a hula skirt. Yeah, that's thing. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're sitting there in that because you don't have many other clothes because you just They've all rotted dro- off. Yeah, you were dropped off there without them, yeah. and when that's not working, you're gonna have to get, um, you know, leaves. like them big leaves off the trees and yeah. just fashion your own. So yeah, like a fat, on... a- just hanging around like a fat. A- well, I'll be thin by then. Fat Adam. Exactly that. Yeah. You're just going to be sitting there on the beach. I mean, like we are now in our camping chairs, but you're going to be, you've, you've fashioned your own out of sand. <laughs> sitting with your, your feet up, enjoying yourself. God, looking imagine building a sandcastle that's sturdy enough that you could sit on it. It'd be great, wouldn't it? You're looking out at the sea. Your arse though, wouldn't it? There's nothing going on. There's nobody there. It's crystal clear. You're enjoying life and you're going to have this. It's just going to drop next to you. A full pallet's worth of steagle. Um, you're gonna have to find a way. In fact, you won't have to find a way of getting the tops off because it's a screw top. It's a screw top. So which which was like a that's perfect. Yeah. So even better. That's why he's got the screw top on, so that if you were on a desert island, you could screw it off. You're gonna sit there. It's I still good. can't believe I didn't notice that. It was proper like end like the Kaiser Sozo moment and the suspects where like the coffee mug drops when I realised that that was a screw top lid. Looking at the bowl, I, I'm still mystified. I didn't, I didn't well, now this now it's justified. Yeah. So you're okay, gonna thanks sit for that. I've got a island. challenge thinking I'm keeping them cool, but 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 you well, know what? You'll put it in. The, I wedge will, it in the sea. I will devise and a waves yeah. all yes lash it yes. for you and keep it cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try and. Um, uh, what's the word? Dig them in so that they won't get washed. Well, you out might get time. a fridge in the next next round, so you know we'll oh, come back. Okay, right, right. Yeah. I've got no mains, by the way. Well, you might get a power station. Let's see. Oh, a generator. Well, okay. So, uh, okay. You might not, but we'll come back to that. What are you going to get me? What am I going to get you? Uh. Okay, so my first gift to you. Um, so you've been on a desert island, what, three months? Yeah. No civilization. you've not seen anyone. Um, you've got another, what, six months to go. I am going to send you 
Um, so the plane's flying overhead, and you're like, rescue me, rescue me. No, not going to happen. But package comes out, little parachute goes, floats down to the bottom. You open it up. It's a topless calendar. A topless calendar? It's a topless calendar. Of um, who? Of... of um, <laughs> it's going to be a different one each month. Um... I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think of what what. Uh, okay, going a real sort of guy talk. Maybe a maybe a bit of a diversion, but you you could have twelve topless celebrities on on a calendar. What what are you putting on there? Kelly Brook. What all twelve months? Melinda Messenger. Twelve months of Kelly Brook, but at different weights. <laughs> <laughs> Through the years, what a year! <laughs> to be fair, you could do that with Jordan. You could do, you could, you could do a twelve-month calendar of Jordan, Katie Price, with tits at different sizes. Yeah, it would be very good. Deflated everything, but it would be, yeah. it would be interesting. <laughs> like phases of the moon. <laughs> Kelly Brook, Melinda Messenger. Yeah. Okay. Throwback. Fantastic. Right. Um, who else have we got? Help me out here. It's your, but I. It's your calendar. It's my calendar. Well, you're giving it me. I suppose, yeah. Um. So. Do you what... want a variation of tits, or do you want similar tits? Variation, really. Variation of tits. Yeah. It's big tits. Small yeah, I'm tits. not fussy. <laughs> <laughs> big one, small celebrity. one, some as big as your head. I'm not a very celebrity sort of orientated person, but. Um... Delia. No, let's not go deal here. I do I have to pick them all myself if we're going that, down that route? Maisie off Strictly, EastEnders. She's, I mean, I, she's got cracking legs. I always think. Be taken by her she legs. Has. Did you see her Instagram post the other day about having fat legs? No, no. It's she's all got strong off. legs. It's all kicked off between her and Kim Kardashian, apparently, because Kim wants her legs. Well, she's got loads of cellulite. She's only like 20. But anyway, mm. I'd have her. I'd have clearly have Amy off Strictly, quite obviously. Um, who else have we got? Favourite celebrities. Like I said, I'm not really a celebrity person. Um, I've got four there. I'll, I'll probably let you pick. You know, sort of come back to me with the rest. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, um, just yeah. fill it out. I'll I mean, just, I'm out. quite happy for a Kelly Brook calendar, to be honest with you. If I'll, you're gonna, I'll try Kelly. and mix it up a bit and give you a bit of variation. I'll, mm. I'll try and put a variety of of. Um, of women in there. Okay. Um, yeah. Leave it with me. It's fine. I'll right. sort you out. I'll sort you out. Anyway, that, that's my that's my first gift to you. So my second gift to you. Yeah. Is going to be an iPad with access to um, Liverpool games. Only Liverpool games. It's got nothing else on it. It's right. just only got Liverpool games. Okay. So you're going to be there for the next six months. Yeah. Which takes you to the end of the season. True. Yes. So this iPad has only got a certain amount of charge on it, and you've not got any mains power. Right. So you've got to decide when you're going to use... Which games to watch. Yeah. Only you're not going to know sort of what date it is, because you've got no reference of calendar or anything yeah. like that, unless you maybe draw it in the sand, but whatever. So you don't really know sort of where you're up to, really. Yeah. Um. So you, you're going to have to decide, and then you might be getting to April and be thinking... What do I do now? Okay, uh, yeah, so, I like so I like that, a, it I like that it's a great gift, but there's a cap, so I have to I have to manage that carefully. So I've got to create some sort of sundial, and I've got to keep log of the dates. So I mean, keep... I could have done with your topless calendar really to keep track of all. 
So it keeps you occupied for six months. Yeah, forget the tits. I just want to know what the date is to know when we're playing Man United and when we're playing. <laughs> and you've got to bear in mind. Also, that... I don't know how far we get in things like the Champions League. So for all I know, we could be in a Champions League final, and I'm not sure. So do I take a gamble on exactly on going? Yeah. So this brings a really interesting like dimension, that. doesn't it? I like that a lot. Okay. It's a really interesting dimension. That. Yeah. You're gonna to have to decide whether you wait for it or not, and you just don't really know. And then games might get moved for Sky or something. Although I'd probably put a thing on there to say such and such has been moved. You know, if you were maybe maybe I'd put on it the fixture list for you that would adapt at the time, so you could pick what you want to watch. You know, I mean, you could store that offline, couldn't you, on the tablet of the yeah. fixture list and I mean, the date got... and the projected dates for Champions League and all that and, and cup yeah. games and, and and maybe your palate of Steagle, you could set out a certain number of beers per day for match you, days. You drink them. And then that'll keep you up to date with where you are. True. Very true. And then you could just be, con- just be constantly pissed throughout the six months. Yes. And you'd still know where you're at because you you know how many beers you've got. Two, two solid gifts. Before I go on to my second um, desert, desert Island gift. Still working on a jingle for that. Um, I have, I have a, a physical a gift right here for you. A Christmas gift. I've made with my own two hands. I'm looking forward to this. And my oven. So, what I have in this tub here, I have on myself actually. These are double chocolate brownie oh, bites. Frosted and everything. Frosted. Wow. Because it's Christmas. Wow. So, the, the brownie's made out of dark chocolate, but then there's milk chocolate. The triple choc, really, because there's milk chocolate in there and white chocolate. White as well? As well. Wow. Depends on the bit you've picked up, whether there's a bit of white in there or not. Phenomenal. Good. Mm. Good, aren't they? Where's your recipe from? Um, well, I looked I looked a bit online and then uh, I decided, well, partway through, I realised I wasn't going to have the exact measurements out of the stuff that I had. So I thought, you know, what, I'm just going to wing it. So I just I just sort of took the basics of the recipe and then just did my own measurements. Mm. I just thought as long as certain things match up to scale, it'll be fine. It'll turn out fine. I'm not I just, good with the, I just changed a couple of bits and it and it turned out really good. I'm not good with making chocolate sort of cakes of any kind really. On Bake Off this year they fucked up the brownie week, didn't they? Should have had me on it. I'm sure it was that week that they like, aren't hard to make. Yeah, it's just chocolate stuff. I've just never been able to do it. I don't know why. I'm just a shit baker really. Feel my bad. I'd white in it. Sorry. No, I've got one here now. Either mm. sound. Yeah, press release. I mean, sorry, it's terrible for the listener because we're just sat here eating, but, you know. And I don't really know why I'm covering my hand underneath it because we're in the attic, so what's it matter? Yeah, and is the person buying the house going to care about brownie crumbs in the loft? Not really, because there's some sugar down here that I'm not going to bother. Um, why was the sugar up here in the first place? Because it was part of the beer which the phone is resting on. Oh, yeah, this was your home brew. Mm. There was a bag of sugar on the floor. Which, if you look under my foot, there's a screw which is half hanging out of the floor. It got caught on that and went everywhere. <laughs> so, the sugar does. Yeah. My second gift to you on your desert island. Now, I'm not sure if you're going to appreciate this or not, but hear me out. I'm going to give you. A cow. 
Why would I want a cow? Several reasons. So it's up to you what you do with this cow. You can either get milk... There's a spider crawling across the back of your... Or is it a fly? I'm not asked. <laughs> um, the cow, yes. A cow. So you've got a couple of choices with this cow. I mean, you are going to have to do a bit of work yourself. So you can either choose to keep the cow alive and use it for milk. Yeah. Um, not that you've got, like, cornflakes or anything where you are, but, you know, if you want milk as a drink or dairy for products, whatever else. It, it's going to be a bit... It's going to be a bit bit fresh. Um, or you could, you know, you could make cheese. You could, you know, or, like or other dairy products. Um, or you could choose to kill it and use it for meat. So you basically... How long a cow lasts though? Once you've killed it, you know, how long is the it's going to last before it goes off? Then I suppose thinking about it, you get butchers that will hang meat for weeks, if not months, until it... Mm. I, I don't know what they call it. But you like you look at the pictures and you think, like, you know, that's not just gone off. It's It's sort of... Like, it's, it's not even in Edinburgh, but it's past that, way past that. It, it looks like crystallised. You've got to keep flies and shit off it, but that that's going to be the challenge. But if it were me, I would probably harvest the carcass and make, you know, steaks and use it for meat. Because I could take or leave milk. I'm not, I'm not a big milk person, to be honest. I'm, I'm neither in or there with it. What are you going to drink? Seawater? I've got a steagle. Yeah, you'd be alright, wouldn't you? Because I've treated you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I'd probably kill it because I am a meat eater. Like, say, cheese, not bothered. Milk. And it's going to be that, that the, the, the the meat, that, that is going to be better than anything else you're eating on that island while you're there. There's going to be plenty of fish. I'm not really into you, fish. Exactly. You'd prefer a steak to fish, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. You're right. But then I've got no bats to eat it on, have I? I just have to eat it, steak, uh, bear, aren't I? Yeah, but you can cook it. I mean, you're gonna have you've got raw material. You've got more raw materials there, so you've got things for cooking and stuff. You've got you'll you'll have rudimentary kitchen implements and whatever else. So you can. I mean, you might even be able to 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 mince it and make burgers. Again, no bread, but you know. It's the thought that counts. Hmm, that's a weird one. That cow. I've not really thought of your third gift. Um, I was I was thinking of something just to sort of improve your your experience really and sort of keep you going, you know, keep your your pecker up, so to speak. And I always think along lines of like a signed photo. Do you watch Bottom? Yeah. Of Sue Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't really know where I'll go from that. I mean, now you've sort of shafted me with a cow a little bit. I mean, I mean, I can eat from it, don't get me wrong, but... Hang on, I suppose you're, you... look, you're looking after me with the calendar, aren't you? Yeah, I've given you six months' worth of, of wanking material, and I've yeah. given you <laughs> quality steaks. And I know what the date is. And you know what the date is. So, you, so you're keeping track of your time on the island. Yeah, fair point. I mean, I've... You've given me, uh, potentially witnessing some of Liverpool's best moments... 
and maybe missing some of them. So you've given me, you've given me the, the headache of, of deciding what, what I think, what I predict is going to be important or not. I've given you anxiety is what I've given you. A little bit, but then yeah. you've given me beer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't imagine that you'd particularly want to get away from there. So I wouldn't give you, you know, sort of um, material to row away with. I don't really see there'd be much point in yeah, that. Yeah, there's nothing to do with escape. I'm, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm going to get rescued eventually. Yeah. Have you got a third present for me in, in, in mind while I think of one for you, rather than boring a listener? Um. Even more. <laughs> uh, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, brownies? No, I've already given you food. Um. Uh, yes. I have. Do you want me to go? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. Okay, since you're struggling, my third gift to you, my third desert island gift, is um, a, a a Sony CD. Uh, sorry, so a Sony mini disc player. Oh yes, a mini disc with uh, two AA batteries, Dur- Duracell ones, the ones where you put. A thumb on each end. Do you know how much is in them? <laughs> Did they still make them? I've no idea. <laughs> two of them. Two of them. With the, with the thumb things. Um, I mean, a mini just runs on one battery thing. So you've got one battery and then another one. <laughs> with a, a gigabyte mini disc um, containing the... Uh, containing every Britpop album of the 90s say oh that's a really good present so that's all of so that's all of the key oasis stuff blur stuff you know and your other other sort of bands of that ilk at the time so like pulp supergrass um, can you get verve, me that anyway the verve etc i've got a mini disc player it's not, all, <laughs> it's not loads of brick pop i never it. had a mini disc player oh, you it's one one sort of thing that skipped really well because mp3 came out Pretty soon yeah. after it, but, but yeah, shit, but yeah. An MP3 player would be a boring thing to to give you, and the mini disc is has got a bit more charm and more character to it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, one of them, and it's got you know a gigabyte disc, and on that I will I've curated and put on all of the essential sort of nineties Brit pop music on there. So coverings sort of you know nineteen ninety to ninety nine, and all the key bands. The only the only regret on that is that because it's the nineties, because of the cut off point of being nineteen ninety. You don't have Stone Roses. So that's because that was late 80s. That was 88 or 89. I mean, I'm quite happy with the stuff you mentioned. You know, the Oasis, the Verve. There you go. So you're the having... likes of that. The, the Britpop stuff. You can have all that. The proper. So you can listen You can listen to the Drugs Don't Work while you're having a wank over Delia. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm well away. <laughs> with your steak. <laughs> <laughs> with your final present, I'm going to... If it's all right with you, I'm going to stick with football. But it's got a slight twist. So for your first present, yep, you've got an iPad, but you don't know really how long the battery's going to last, and yep. you've got to schedule it and this, that, and the other. But I'm going to make this one a little bit more um, easier for you. So this one, it's going to be powered. I don't know how it's going to be powered, but you'll have some sort of generator. Don't worry about that. Yep, it's going to be on tap. You can watch it whenever you want. So you're going to have. A fourteen-inch television, the glass-fronted one, like we used to get 
like a bush one. A CRT. Like when we were a kid. Cathode yeah? ray tube, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Heavy ones. It's going to be a bush one. Yeah. yeah? Um, but it's a TV video VHS. Oh, combi. a combi. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now, with that, you're going to have Liverpool season highlights of all of the 90s. Right. Yes. So you're going to have like 94. On like VHS. Five. On VHS, yeah, obviously. Because if it was on DVD, that'd be cruel. Exactly. So you watch it. <laughs> but it's going to be, all this is on VHS. So you're going to get the crackly screen. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, like little sort of snow all over him. And then also with that, this is to keep you going because obviously I've given you the dilemma with the iPad. And yeah, on yeah. top of that, you're going to have every game on VHS. I mean, you're going to have a lot of VHSs. Of. Maybe not every game. A season highlights. Yeah. For every season of Roberto Baggio during the 90s. Oh. You're going to have Football Italia on tap. Gozzo. It's going to be whenever you want it. You can watch it all day, all night. You're sitting there can it with just be, eagle. Could I, could I just, not to be fussy, as much as I love Roberto Baggio, but can I just add a, could it, could it just be a back catalogue of Football Italia? Oh. Because that's going to have him, but it's but it'll have him I mean, anyway. I, I would rather have Italian person, but I know he's your favorite favorite. He was, yeah, he is. Yeah, he was my my favorite favorite non Liverpool footballer um, of all time. So you you quite happily, yeah, I'll let you have that football Italian of of season review of every football Italian of the nineties. Beautiful, great gift. Keep you going. Love it. You've got plenty of material there. I mean, yeah, is there somewhere I'm going to be able to hotwire whatever this generator is to, for my iPad as well? So poten- there's potential there that I could kind of MacGyver well, a scenario where I could get my iPad going and, and get all the Liverpool games, current ones in as well, which well, along with my Steagle sets me up pretty well. Well, that's, I mean, I've not been funny. You've got plenty of time on your hands, haven't you? You've got six months of yeah doing whatever you want. But you've also got to remember that you've got six months of peace. You're not going to earn any money. You're not going to do any work. Um, you're not getting nagged. You know? I mean, I mean, Stan Collymore's late winner against Newcastle is is uh, it is is a tough wank, but it's doable. Yeah, it's doable. <laughs> but you've got plenty to be going on with. Yeah, true, true. So L- lovely. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, good gifts. I, I mean, quite heavily football orientated. But, 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 but I, I am that way anyway. I feel you'd be happy. I am that way anyway. You'd be happy. Yeah. You'd be quite happily sitting on your own and enjoying your life. Yeah. I, I think you would. That would be a good, probably as 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 good a desert as a good a desert island experience as I could hope for. Yeah. Me too. I enjoy that. Yeah. What you'd enjoy my more than yours. Apart from the dealer thing, I mean, I'd be quite happy. I'm not putting Delia in the calendar. I wouldn't put Delia in the calendar. I would. I would. They'd they'd all be suitable. Suitable. Okay. Yeah. I'm quite happy with mine, and I'd be quite happy with yours. They'd all be adequate for you to get the job done. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well. Well. This beer. I've got to say. I know we 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 sort of started with this revelation of this beer and we've just talked about shit for the last twenty odd minutes instead. And this is a bumper episode. You're getting. This is a, this is definitely a, a one you may have to listen to in in a you probably listen to in maybe a couple of sittings to get through it. I feel like we've got better as we've gone on this episode, so I hope you've stuck with us. That's down to the that's, that's <laughs> for the listener to decide. Um, but listen, no, this, this beer, this Hell Shen, uh, Shankerla Lager beer, 
thoroughly recommend. It is very distinctive. It is just, I mean, there's just nothing like it, is there? I mean, I say there's nothing like it. I'd be curious to try this, um, the original Schenkerle Rausch beer. That could be interesting. It's just, um, it's just weird. But very it's strange. strange. If you ever see it in a Christmas market, help yourself. Please yeah. get one. You will love it. So eight, going back to 1836, have I got the, right, the, the year right? 19th. It's 19th. I'm 100 years, to, <laughs> 100 years out. Just, just narrowly missed it. Um, what would you rate that out of 10? Just for shits and giggles. That's a 9. Solid 9. You'd give that a 9? Brilliant beer. Yeah. I would I would have given it an 8. A classy 8. 8.5 it is. It would have, uh, yeah, 8.5 for that. I'd I think feel... it's slightly too pretentious to get a nine for me, but that's just me. Eight and a half is is is. If you're looking to make an impression, that's the one that you want to be. It's a statement. Yeah, yeah, it is a posh statement. statement. This, however, this Shankar Lager beer, I can't give it a ten. No. The reason why I can't is because, um, for what I look for in a ten out of ten beer, it's impossible for this to achieve that. Um, not its fault, but it it can't. It just it it ticks different boxes. It ticks boxes I never knew I wanted ticking. It's a surprising beer is what it very is. Very surprising. However, very, very enjoyable. And I would give this another... Uh... No, I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9. I can't give it a 10 because it because it to be perfection, to be a Stiegel level, it has to... It has to... It has to meet a certain criteria. You drink steel over and over and over again, whereas this like, you've got to. I've got I've to be in the mood for it. You know what I mean? It what it is is brilliant, but yeah, got to be in the mood for it. It's a fantastic barbecue beer. A because of the, the winter barbecue, flavor. yeah, not a summer beer. This is a winter beer, and you put it in your mate's hand, it'll go. Ooh. Yeah, exactly like I did. It's a fantastic talking point. What a beer! This is oh, just phenomenal beer. Beautiful. Was this Beers of Europe as well? Yeah, yeah, Beers of Europe as well. So Hell's Sch- um, Schlenkerler Lager Beer, um, currently available, well, I say available. I, when I ordered from Beers of Europe last week, so at time of recording, what, start right at the start of December, um, there were, um, I, I had stuff in my basket, and then by the time I got to the checkout, stuff had sold out. Wow. Yeah. So they're obviously getting hammered with orders for things. Um, wow. Because there was one. stuff going out of stock before I'd even got around to paying for it. So it was too late and stuff was gone. I couldn't. Jesus. Yeah. No Stiegel available either. You're joking. Nope. Out of stock. I've got one of them in my fridge as well. I've I'm going to have that with my Cuban air on I've, Saturday. I've got one saved. <laughs> so that's, that's probably going to be more with my Christmas dinner. I've got a bottle of um, Camden 2020 lager as well. Oh. You know, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, champagne flavour one mm. that we had last year that you couldn't yes. stand, could you, to be fair. But, um, I quite enjoyed it. So I've got one that'll be my Christmas day beer. Um, unless I run out of beers on sort of any given day before and I'll just drink it. You know. Drink 2020 20, 20 away. Yeah. Um, I think all that leaves me to say really is, I mean, this is not quite the end of the series. We've got one, maybe two more beers to get in. Probably not. Well, see. We're we doing series anymore. I don't know. I mean, we've got we've got a, we've got a beer that's just arrived that we can do, which is which is on our bucket list. And we've got one other that ch- which is very close, very close to getting. So there's at least two more beers there. Whether we do end of series two and then go into series three, or it just it just 
keeps going on and on forever. It just, just, we're just aimlessly floating about, releasing podcasts here and there, whatever. Um, anyway, this is probably the last you'll hear of us um, before Christmas. So, thank you to everyone throughout the year who's listened to us. Um, for everyone who's reached out to us, for everyone who's helped us out with beers, um, to everyone that we've helped out with beers. Um, yeah, don't forget to get us some as well. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you um, to everyone who's listened. Everyone who's helped us out, and and everyone who's kind of reached out to us um, as well. We like helping people actually probably just as much as we like. We're getting a good people community helping us now. because we it's really are. nice. To, yeah, say it's nice to interact. Get some more people on board. It's really good. I, I like just helping people out. You know? Yeah, it's good. Good for the soul. So, um, so uh, if you like the podcast, give us a five star review on Apple, please, because that's what apparently gets traction and gets attention, gets us more listeners. Yeah, we need that. Um, which is never a bad thing. And uh, and have a lovely Christmas, Mark. What are the socials? Uh, at FTLOE Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Instagram. Followers and do whatever you do. I don't, don't the, really know. The rain is getting heavier. It is, um, yeah, you can probably hear so it. So, we're going to leave you now. Um, have a wonderful Christmas. Um, we'll be back in the new year with at least a couple more beers and then hopefully um, another year's worth of content for you um, might be one a month next year <laughs> yeah um, Feliz uh, Feliz Navidad Buon Natale um, whatever the German one is Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas bye bye all I want to do is drink beer for breakfast